Welcome back, everybody. It's the Nick Green, the morning show. I'm your host, James Clary, filling in for Nick. Yes, Sarah. Sarah had a recipe question. I have no problem answering it on the air. People are interested, right? I'm a chef. Hey, it's my show for three hours this morning. Nick's not here. We can talk about whatever you want to talk food. I'll talk food. So she was asking what adobo is, and adobo is kind of interesting. Adobo has to do with chipotle peppers. Everybody's heard of chipotles because they've heard the restaurant name. This is what most people don't know. A chipotle is simply a jalapeno pepper that has been smoked and then put in a tomato sauce and canned. So you go to the the grocery store, Walmart, wherever you go has chipotles and they're in a can. You open it up and you'll see the, the peppers in there. They're smoked jalapenos. The tomato sauce that it's packed in, of course, is now very spicy from the peppers. That's what the adobo is. It's the actual sauce that chipotles are packed in. And it's wonderful. Like if you're making chili, Instead of tomato sauce, you use adobo to kick it up a notch. Woo! Yeah, anyway. So, we were talking in the uh, first hour, we were talking about uh, the January 6th and just everything. You know, <laughs> I mean, there's there's almost so many topics that we could talk about today, It's it's hard to get into them all. But I did want to make a connection. I was telling you the story of this uh, filmmaker named Luke Coffey, who was there on January 6th. And really what jumped out at me in that article by the Gateway Pundit uh, was the fake blood on one of these crisis actors. And I talked a little bit about how the federal government, and here's what they do. They plan an exercise to prepare for some impending natural or man-made disaster and they will hire and you can go online and and put in paid crisis actor they'll hire people to act as victims of say let's say they're planning for a tornado they'll they'll hire 50 100 people to act wounded or dead so these people are given makeup. They want to make it as real as possible. They'll put bandages on them. They'll put blood on them, fake blood, to make them look like they were wounded or killed in a tornado. And then the, the real EMS guys come in and they pretend to treat these people. They do these types of things, uh, these emergency preparedness events. They do them all the time. What most, you could call us conspiracy theorists, whatever. I, I like to say researchers, because as one of my favorite journalists, uh, Cheryl Atkinson says, I need some new conspiracies because all my old ones have turned out to be true. We've noticed that whenever there's a big event, January 6th, OKC bombing, 9-11, the government has planned some type of crisis event before. Now, there's no evidence that this happened on January 6th, but it was definitely going on on 9-11, OKC, and several of the Boston bombings, a great example. The Boston bombing, they even announced it over the loudspeaker. We are doing a simulated bombing request. Please ignore the police. And then, then a real bomb goes off. 
right in the middle of this crisis thing. That one is so, if you go look at the pictures from that event, it is so obvious that many of these people that were so-called wounded in the Boston bombing were crisis actors, like the guy who had his leg blown off. Remember that? You know how long you have to live if you don't get a tourniquet on when your leg's blown off? You've got about two minutes. Anyway, let's let's do something a little more lighthearted. Let's check in to the local news. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. A jury trial continues today for a Springfield man charged in a deadly shooting over a drug deal in 2021. Paul Morales is accused of killing Chandler Sweeney when authorities say he went to buy drugs from one of Sweeney's tenants. A number of people have already testified in the case, including two men who have already pleaded guilty. Today, the prosecution is expected to call two more witnesses before the defense presents its case. Springfield has a new city attorney. Jordan Paul will be replacing Rhonda Lucader, who is retiring. Paul attended University of Missouri School of Law and was previously the city attorney for Neosho and the assistant attorney in Joplin. Paul starts at the first of the year. And this Saturday, Wingapalooza returns to Springfield for its 23rd year at the Springfield Expo Center. For Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. And your first alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sponsored by Navant Employee Benefits That Work. Today, sunny skies with a high near 47, wind chill values as low as 17. Tonight, mostly clear with a low of 30. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 58, wind chill of 22. And on Friday, sunny skies with a high near 63. Thank you, Sarah. Welcome back to the Nick Reed Show. I'm your host, James Clary, filling in for my buddy, Nick. And we were talking about, well, we've been talking about J6, but it, this goes much deeper than January 6th. Uh, before the break, I was we were talking about crisis actors and how these events that happened always seem to coincide with some type of government uh, training session like the Boston bombing is one of the best examples you can look it up they were in the middle of a planned fake bombing when supposedly real bombs went off I say supposedly because it's there's oh man you need to go back and look at those pictures here here's the problem the internet has been sanitized have you noticed Go type in January 6th false flag or crisis actors. Uh, Type in Boston bombing crisis actors in Google. And all you'll get is a series of articles saying the idea that there were crisis actors has been debunked. It's fake news. Now, if you go to a search engine that hasn't been completely co-opted, one of the ones that I've been using lately is called Mojeek. That's M-O-J-E-E-K, Mojeek, and you'll get actual results. Now, why would Google have to hide things from us? Because they think we're stupid. They really do. They think we're stupid. The, the Congress thinks you're stupid. But you guys have the tools. You're not stupid. The listeners to the show, I know because I talk to you guys. 
you're educated. You're not ignorant. I'm actually typing Boston bomber, Boston bombers, Boston bombing crisis actors. I can't speak this morning. So I just typed it into Mojik. Now, if you did it, and I've talked about this before, the, the difference between an actual search engine and Google is startling. I mean, startling. So the, I typed Boston bombing crisis actors. I get 127, almost 121,000 results on Mojik. In Google, I'd probably get a million. Not one of them on Google present any evidence that there was ever a crisis actor. However, Mojik, <laughs> tons of them. We'll be right back. Mr. Worldwide, T-Pain, el que no le consejo, no llega viejo, so listen up. Listen up there. Hey, everybody, it's James Clary. I'm filling in for Nick Reed on the Nick Reed in the Morning Show, 104.1 FM. If you want to get in on the show, give us a call at 417 417- Four four seven five seven four three. That's four four seven five seven four three. So before the break, you know, here's what here's what you need to know. That we know that the mainstream media manipulates the news. They've been doing it really forever. But we found out in the church committee hearings in the seventies just how how much our media is manipulated. And the CIA had to admit it had a program called Mockingbird. They took over the media. But anyway, these these big events like Boston bombing, like OKC, like January 6th, like 9-11, were manipulated in such a way as to, to make it appear as certain people were bad, other sides were good. You know, it's this silly old thing. Look at what's going on in Israel. And we're going to get into that at this hour. We're going to get into the Israel-Palestine issue. We're going to do a little, not a deep dive, but we're going to talk a little history. I'm going to give you my opinions on it. Uh, and you won't hear me chanting free Palestine, that's for sure. But you won't hear me just uh, making a blanket statement that I support everything that Israel does. I have some real questions about what's going on over there. Hey, by the way, have you thought, whatever happened to the Ukraine war? (laughs) See, this is how the media manipulates us. You notice that as soon as the funding was about to dry up for Ukraine, because finally some Republicans in Congress got some backbone and said, hey, we sent $100 billion over there. We don't even know where it's going. You know, the American people started to find out that we were literally paying the payroll of every government employee of the Ukrainian government. We're paying their payroll. We're paying their pensions. And there's American veterans who bled and were wounded for America, dying on the street in America, yet we're paying the salaries of Ukrainian officials. I mean, it's so absurd that they couldn't keep the charade up much longer. So the funding dries up. What happens? Hamas decides to attack Israel in paragliders. Isn't that convenient? Now what do you hear? You hear more calls for funding. It's insane. I'm James Clary. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. 
Nick Reed in the Morning Show. I'm your host, James Clary, filling in for my buddy Nick, who's taking a break after the craziness of Halloween. You know, everything we're talking about is related. There's this, the manipulation of society by the media and their partners in intelligence, uh, in politics, and in business. It is pretty amazing. You know, the latest stuff in Israel is just more of the same. As I was saying before the break, the Ukrainian funding dries up. All of a sudden, Hamas attacks, does this massive surprise attack on Israel. And what's the first thing you hear out of Congress and from the president? The president wanted, what was it, $80 billion more dollars for Ukraine and Israel. Now, thank the Lord for people like Thomas Massey, Representative Congressman Thomas Massey, who has stood up and said, I'm not going to vote for this funding until I'm sure that it can be tracked, it's transparent, and that it goes where it's supposed to be. To go, I'm actually looking him up because it's it's interesting. Actually, Thomas Massey, who is one of the congressmen, uh, he's from Kentucky. I really, really admire him, and he actually followed me on Twitter, which was kind of cool. But anyway, <clears throat> so there's a uh, the APAC, which is let me see the actual acronym. It's it's a it's an Israel lobby organization and it it says uh, in a tweet charges charges of dual loyalty are anti-semitic and an insult to millions of patriotic americans who stand by israel so thomas massey had questioned the fact that many members of congress have dual citizenship well i think that's a legitimate question it really is. Let's go to the phones real quick. We've got Patty on line one from Springfield. What's on your mind, Patty? Uh, James, I listen to you and to Nick Reed all the time. And my concern is, is that everybody around me wants us to just move on from January the 6th. And I cannot move on. And I tell people that until we can resolve that with some real truth out there, we cannot we cannot even look at another Republican uh, election person, uh, a campaign person. I I don't understand how anybody can think that we can just leave people in Washington D.C. without their civil rights. They are political prisoners. Yep. I am I am just saddened by the people around me. They have no appetite for the discussion. Yeah. And my concern is is that. It's going to happen again. They are in charge, and GOP rhinos are just as guilty and culpable. I don't trust any of them. No, I know. it's That's a great call, Patty. I really appreciate it. I could not agree more. I mean, look at the, the head of the GOP right now. I mean, there's a guy, I can't remember his first name, Pressler, Scott Pressler, who is out on the ground getting votes. He's registering Republicans to vote in these elections, 
He's got over, he's registered over a million people, new Republican voters. He has zero support from the RNC. And I don't know, you can go back and listen to one of my shows where I interviewed Gordon Kinney, who is one of the three uh, Republican representatives for the state of Missouri. And Gordon's from here in Springfield, and he and I have known each other for a long time. And I respect Gordon and like Gordon, but... I don't think, as Patty said, I don't think the National Republican Party's doing anything. She, she's right. Move on from January 6th. Forget January 6th. What about the election? What has the GOP, the Republican National Committee, done to ensure that the same swindles and fraud that took place in November of 2020 are not going to happen again a year from now? They've done nothing. Now, individual states have done some things. Some have changed the laws. But many other states, like Arizona, for instance, since uh, Katie Hobbs became governor in another stolen election, they've opened up just mass mail-in voting. Look, you can go back over history and see dozens, if not hundreds, of Democrats claiming that mail-in voting is a terrible idea, that it's rife with fraud— These same Democrats now know they've got the system figured out. Heck, you remember the 2020 election? Sarah, I don't know. You you remember this. Did you get any faith? I know many people that got ballots sent to their home that were not their name. She did not. But I, I know two friends immediately come to mind. One of them I've still got on my phone. He sent me a picture. He goes, I built this house. I've lived in this house at this address the whole time. And yet I get a ballot with some strange woman's name on it. Now, that happened millions of times. Yeah, Joe Biden did get 81 million votes. If you go back and did a recount, you'd find the 80. The problem is probably a third of them were fraudulent. And the GOP has done nothing. Thank God here in Springfield and District 7, we have a good congressman. We do, folks. Eric Burleson is a friend, and and he's a real good friend of Nick's. He is a straight shooter. He is a guy that will work for the people. He's not uh, kind of a flashy guy, and he's not out to make headlines. He just does his job. And Eric and a host of others, like Thomas Massey and Burchett, uh, even Bobert, some of these Congress people we can count on, but we need a whole lot more of them. I'm James Clary. We'll be right back. Springfield's Talk 1041. The holidays are just around the corner and we have some amazing deals on our local for less Ozarks page. Now you can find that at ksgf.com. Right now we have half priced gift certificates for Clay Cooper Theater, uh, Suntan City, Getaway Golf and so much more. So if you are out there, you're starting to hunt for those uh, stocking stuffers, if you will, right now, ksgf.com, tons of deals on our local for less Ozarks page. The first alert forecast from Colorton Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Today we have sunny skies with a high near 47, wind chill of 17. Tonight mostly clear with a low of 30. Tomorrow sunny skies with a high near 58, wind chill values as low as 22, and on Friday sunny with a high near 63. Thank you, Sarah. I am James Clary filling in for Nick Reed on the Nick Reed in the Morning Show. Uh, 
we've been talking about, we started off talking about J6. I'm just talking about the actions of our media and the government in general. Uh, Benny from Stratford, who always calls in, and I really appreciate your calls, by the way. Feel free to call in, 417-447-5743. But he made the point about Wayne Allen Root's article about you don't need proof that the 2020 election was stolen. You don't need proof in the way of, you know, 2,000 mules or fake ballots. The proof is what's going on in our country. And he's absolutely right. All of these things are intended to make you feel a certain way. The good news is that people are waking up. You know, it's like I was talking about uh, Congressman Thomas Massey from Kentucky, who I really, really admire a lot. He's basically saying that, you know, we should not send more money to any country, Israel or otherwise, unless we can be sure that the money is vetted and that we know exactly where it's going. Now, is that an unreasonable? He's called an anti-Semite because of that. I mean, this this whole thing, uh, the Israel-Hamas thing has gone just off the rails. I, it, you know what? In, in certain ways, it's a really good thing. It's exposing the radical left's influence, particularly on university campuses. I mean, I know you guys have seen the videos of students tearing down posters about kidnapped Israeli and American citizens. Yeah, some of these, as a matter of fact, one of the posters was a Thai gentleman, a gentleman from Thailand who was kidnapped by the Hamas terrorists. And they are terrorists. What Hamas did on, what was that, October 7th or 6th? I can't remember, but... What they did was pure terrorism. But here's the point I made that very first day. And I want to say it loudly right here. First of all, I generally support Israel. I, I completely support the Jewish people and the Israeli nation's right to exist. I've read all the history. I know the history of Palestine. I know about the Balfour Declaration. I know the series of events that led to the establishment of the Israeli nation, which happened right after World War II, you might remember. Considering that three million Jews were cooked, murdered, exterminated by the Hitler regime and the Third Reich in Nazi Germany, just imagine, you've seen the flow of refugees from like Syria after the first wars broke out, the civil war in Syria, and how Europe has just been overrun by these migrations. Well, the same thing happened after World War II, except a large percentage of these migrants who were fleeing the violence and destruction in countries like Poland, Czechoslovakia, and Germany they were fleeing, were Jewish, the ones that survived the camps and their families. And look, <laughs> we all know this. We Christians know this from the Holy Bible, that the Jews have occupied that land for thousands of years. 
the pro-Palestinian side would have you believe that, oh, this, this has always been occupied by Arabs and that the United Nations under, uh, you know, under pressure from Great Britain, Britain, the United States and the other allies after World War II forced them to, to give this land to Israel. The Jews were living there. They had been living there. You know, obviously, they were, uh, the Romans basically pushed the Jews out of Jerusalem, and we know what happened in that history, but the Jews have occupied those lands for thousands of years. So to make the argument that they have no, you know, no title or rights to the land in the holy the, the Holy Lands is insane. Of course they do. Now, you can argue that the Palestinians have some rights, too. Well, yeah, those people were, some of them were living there as well. But just because I support Israel and the Jewish people right to exist doesn't mean that I think that American taxpayer dollars should be sent more than we already sent. We send an enormous amount of money to Israel every year. Who do you think built the Israeli army and defense system? The United States did. They've been our closest ally for 60 years. We have no closer ally than Israel. They have access to our latest technology. Sometimes willingly and sometimes because they use spies, yes. There are Israeli spies on America. We'll get into that and a whole lot more when we come right back. Hey, everybody. It's Nick Reed in the Morning Show. I'm your host, James Clary. So I started to get into the, the Israel-Hamas thing. And this, <laughs> I am kind of long-winded. Please excuse me. If you want to get in on the show, by the way, I'd love to hear your opinion of this. This is what I want to say. I'll spit it out before I go into something else. The Israeli Defense Forces, the Mossad, and the Israeli intelligence either made the worst mistake in military history or they allowed the Hamas attacks to happen. Let me say that again. The Israeli intel apparatus either made the worst military blunder in their history or they allowed the attacks to happen. So using Occam's razor, which always suggests that the simpler explanation is probably the correct explanation, I think they allowed it to happen. All of the first hour and a half that I was talking about in J6 and the crisis actors and Boston bombing and the OKC bombing in 9-11 that were quote-unquote, false flags. A false flag is a mil- usually a military or some type of event where uh, it was done to portray a picture different than what actually happened. Like, we got into the Vietnam War in the Gulf of Tonkin. It was claimed that our ships were attacked by the North Vietnamese. It turned out to be a total lie. Pearl Harbor, we were told it was a surprise attack. Yet, FDR and his administration knew the attack was coming. They had plenty of time to warn the soldiers and the sea, the naval seamen on Pearl Harbor. They didn't. Why? Because they wanted to get us into war. Look, war is what funds the military-industrial complex. Without war, 
None of these people get paid. And when I say these people, I'm talking about politicians, congressmen, the lobbyists, the defense industry. We spend, I mean, the amount of money we spend every year on defense is so astronomical, you could never wrap your heads around it. And a great portion of those monies end up in the pockets of politicians through campaign donations, junkets, uh, all of these things. So as I was saying before, the Ukraine funding dries up because the American people start screaming. And what happens? Oh, we got another war. Are you telling me that when these 300 Hamas terrorists strap themselves into paragliders with their Uzi strapped on their backs and grenades in their pockets, when these paragliders lined up that the Israel intelligence service had no idea it was happening? I don't believe it. And you shouldn't either. I guarantee you they knew the attack was coming. So that brings up a really disturbing question. If Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, through his intelligence services, knew the attack was coming, that means he allowed these Jews in the settlements near Gaza to be raped, to be taken hostage, to be killed, murdered beaten one of the guys i couldn't watch all of it i watched a little bit of it of a of a thai tourist head being chopped off with a garden hoe now just visualize that for a minute yeah it was horrible just as the attacks on 9-11 were horrible but guess what just as on 9-11 isn't it funny have you seen the verbiage coming out this is israel's 9-11 yep it sure is in more ways than one. George Bush, Dick Cheney, et al., Rumsfeld, they knew, they had been warned, and we know this now. There had been multiple warnings that an attack was coming, specifically that an attack was coming on the World Trade Center. We knew it was going to be in New York City. I mean, uh, Lindauer, Susan Lindauer was the highest CIA asset in Iraq at the time of the 9-11 attacks. She'd been warned months ahead. Stay out of New York during late August through September. There's an, uh, an attack coming in the form of plane. We even knew the attack was coming with planes. Did George Bush and his administration pay the hijackers? No, probably not. But we now also know that several of the hijackers on 9-11 were being followed by the FBI. Yet they were all allowed to board these planes and with uh, box cutters, they were able to defeat the largest military in the world. I don't, you know. It's insane. You get into buildings, say, look, 9-11 was not what it seems. That's my point. Neither is the Israeli-Hamas conflict. It's the same thing. My heart goes out to these Israelis. It's horrible. My heart goes out to innocents in Gaza. 
But that that blood is really on the Hamas terrorists that do use human shields. And, you know, for these people to say, well, you can't you can't fight back if there's innocence in the way the Israelis you know, no other army gives warning to people. We're going to bomb this hospital. Everyone evacuates. You've got three days to get out. Israel actually does that. That's the difference. Israel doesn't intentionally target civilians in spite of what you might hear on the news. I'm just surprised at the uh, anti Israel sentiment. It's really kind of shocking to me. I'm James Clary. We'll be back in just a Talk 104.1. You know, if you are out there and you're thinking to yourself, you don't necessarily need a new roof today or maybe even a roof repair, but uh, Missouri is notorious for strong, severe weather, lots of hail, lots of rain, lots of wind. And if you do experience any type of just roofing issue, maybe even a ventilation or a guttering issue, and you're not exactly sure who to call, I want to recommend Josh and his team over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Now, I love recommending the Pyramid Roofing Company because they are just upfront and honest with you. Uh, Whenever they come out and do that free roof inspection, they're going to get on your roof, uh, take tons of photos and videos to show you exactly what is going on, and then they are going to work through the process with you. They're not going to try to upsell you if you are in a situation where you need just a simple roof repair. But like I said, they're also not going to sugarcoat things. If it is time to go ahead and get a new roof or even new gutters, new vents, uh, they're going to tell you and they're going to let you know. And you can have that peace of mind as we move into the cooler weather. Now, you can find all of the contact information for Josh in the Pyramid Roofing Company under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. Thank you, Sarah. Welcome back to Nick Reed in the Morning Show. I'm your host, James Clary, filling in for Nick. Oh, somebody just sent me a great article from the Gateway Pundit. Uh, we were talking about false flag attacks and how the government seems to always be doing some kind of exercise right when these events happen. Um, and the article's kind of interesting because it lays out the fact that the, let's see here, Ohio, in Ohio, they just did a crisis event for an anthrax attack. Now, some of you may not remember that we've been attacked with anthrax before. Anthrax is a virulent bacteria that will kill you. I mean, if you get anthrax, it's really bad, but it is treatable, uh, particularly with an antibiotic called Cipro. And right after 9-11, several notable figures in D.C. received these envelopes with a mysterious white powder. When the white powder was tested, it turned out to be anthrax, this deadly bacteria. It's interesting to note that in hindsight, we know that the three senators who received the anthrax were three that voted against the Patriot Act. Furthermore, nobody was ever found guilty to have sent the anthrax, but we do know that this particular strain of anthrax was only created in one facility in the United States, Fort Detrick. In other words, this was the Army's anthrax, and it was sent to U.S. senators. You think your government's on your side? This was in 2001. 
in 2002. It's insane. So now in Ohio, they're preparing for an anthrax attack? Who do they think has their hands on anthrax? It'd have to come from the military. This isn't just some bacteria you can go dig up in your backyard. I mean, this this takes me into the next thing that I want to talk about. All of these things we're talking about today are related. The media complicity, complicity, the government's crisis, staged crisis events that then go into real events. And one of the biggest stories of, of the Biden administration is the southern border, right? Low estimates are 7 million illegal immigrants have entered our country. In 2019, zero people were found at the border who had ties to uh, jihadi extreme terrorists. Last year, there were 128, I believe the number was. We went from zero to now hundreds. Now, these are the people that they've caught at the border that they know have ties to Hezbollah. You should Google Unit 910. I don't know if you follow Todd Bensman on uh, Real America's Voice, but he does a lot of uh, appearances on Bannon's War Room, which is really a good podcast, by the way, if you don't listen to it. But Bensman has been on the border for the last two years, and he's written a series of articles about these jihadis that are in America. There's already sleeper cells in America. Jihadis. What am I leading up to? Well, I'm leading up to the fact that it is very likely that in the near future, you're going to see attacks in America. Now, they're going to be blamed on Hezbollah. And we know that Hezbollah is backed by who? The Iranians. America is going to war with Iran. They have to. Look, the military-industrial complex does not survive without war. They don't care what it does to you. They don't care what it does to our economy. It's just insane. I'm James Clary. We'll see you in a few.